Y'all can be seated. I'm going to go to Hey, I'm glad to be here tonight, and I appreciate the Lord meeting with us thus far in this revival. We had a sweet uh, morning service today. The Lord just met with us, and uh, just like Brother Wayne said, you can uh, feel the Spirit of the Lord in it. But this is Monday night, and uh, I, I, hard to believe it's already uh, Monday evening, but it's here, and uh, I want us to just... Uh, do what God would have us to do tonight. And I want to encourage you, if you're here tonight, you've never met Jesus Christ as your Savior, uh, this would be a good night. If he'll uh, come and draw you, this would be a good night for you to find Him uh, dear to your heart. It'll be, I can assure you, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to you today. Every I listened to the gospel section out of Boaz, it seemed like all the songs they were playing today was, was folks just... Uh, uh, rejoicing about being saved and, and, and you will if you find Jesus as your Savior you will. The Bible teaches us that there was a man named Zacchaeus and uh, he was a, a, a publican and he a tax collector and um, uh, he had heard about Jesus coming through town and I guess he had heard of the fame of him and heard about what he had been doing and, but all he had done was heard about it and the Bible said that uh, he went to see Jesus, who he was, and that tells me that his curiosity was up. He wanted to know. He wanted to know more about this man that he had heard so much about. The Bible said he was little in stature. He was small, and uh, he was having trouble seeing him because everybody else was taller than he was. And the Bible said that he climbed up into a sycamore tree, and. Uh, Jesus come by and took notice of him up in that tree. Uh, and he told, Jesus told him to make haste and come down. He said, for I'm supposed to abide at thy house. And uh, so tonight, uh, if Jesus uh, 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 comes and, 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 and pulls on you, please make haste and come down to it while there's time and while there's opportunity. The Bible said that Zacchaeus received him joyfully. And and uh, they went to his house over there and Zacchaeus got to repenting of the sins that he had committed. Maybe he had taken some money or some of his riches. The Bible said he was a rich man and maybe some of his riches had come uh, illegally or, or, or and he, he repented and he got saved right there. And, uh, but, the, but the thing about it is he wanted to see Jesus who he was. And you may, maybe you've heard about Jesus, you've been to church, you've heard folks testify about him, you've heard preachers preach about him, but you've never met him who he is. And, and tonight, you can do that. We want to encourage you to do that. If you're here tonight, you're burdened down with something, got a problem in your life, a lot of folks have got problems, I want to encourage you tonight, just turn it over to the Lord. Let's just go to meet with the Lord of life. I want you to pray for Brother Dustin. We appreciate him, and, and uh, we appreciate the message he preached last night, the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Uh, but we're on the roll here, and we want to see good things happen. We want to continue to see folks saved, uh, and we want to see folks move up closer to the Lord, uh, maybe be more dedicated uh, to the Lord. Whatever God's leading you to do, we want you to do that tonight. Testimony service is open. Uh, don't quench the spirit. If God gives you something to say, don't let the devil uh, tell you tonight that uh, you can't speak or you can't say anything. You just mind whatever God would have you to do. That's, that's when we go to meeting, when, God, when God's people 
begin to uh, be obedient to his spirit. Uh, a lot of times we, we pastors and preachers were afraid sometimes that somebody said be careful about offering a testimony service. You might uproot something you don't want. But I quit worrying about that. I was like, we get up here and somebody gets up and just rattles on about nothing, we can just sing them down and go on with the service. So I, I'd rather just, you just mind the Lord tonight and do what uh, God would have you to do uh, tonight. But I love each and every one of you and we appreciate you uh, being here tonight. And we're thankful for what we feel down in our heart. I'm thankful for this revival thus far. Appreciate the ladies of fixing food during the day. And, and, and all the effort that's been put into this uh, revival, I appreciate that. But I want us to continue on. Let's continue to throw out the lifeline for somebody that's dying in their sin uh, tonight. We're going to ask Brother Jeff Bullard, if he will, to lead us to the text of the Lord in prayer. We must kind of dress that. Father, the Lord will come to you tonight. And God is almost no out. Yes. The Lord just thank you, Lord, for another beautiful day that God you blessed us with. And the opportunity to be back in your house one more time, dear God. And Lord, I just pray, Lord, you just uh, be with those that are sensitive, dear Lord, and in a lost condition, dear God. We ask, dear Lord, you just uh, reach down your arms of love, dear Lord, just shelter and dear Lord, as only as you can. Dear Lord, send your convicting power up on them, dear Lord, that they might come to know you before yes, it's God. too late, dear God. And dear Lord, we pray, dear Lord, for Brother Dustin, dear God, that you just lift him up uh, tonight, dear God. Give that in. Make preaching easy for him, yes. guys. His word goes out, and we'll make it. Uh, we'll find a lodging place within some uh, of our hearts, the Lord, and that we could be a, a, a better servant for thee, the Lord, uh, in the future, the Lord. We just ask the Lord to just go with us through the remainder of the sermon. We'll be careful to give you praise and glory and for all that you did for us. We thank you, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you for the prayer, Brother Neff. When we all get to heaven, what a day that will be. What a grossing day that will be. Look at page 772 when we all get to
page 779. I'll fly away. This is a request right here.
invite Kyle Trout. I believe that the Christ who was slain on that cross has the power to change lives today. For He changed me completely. A new life is mine. That is why by the cross I will stand. Yes. Uh, I, I get closer to him. 
Y'all pray for us. God bless you. Bless you Amen. You know, thank God for His sweet, sweet spirit. Put the page 705. 705. It is well with my soul.
share a song. Does anybody have a word or a <clears throat> song you like to do or anything? Before I share something here. Before you stop, we do uh, in that vision. I don't remember the name of the number now. 562? 562, I think that's right. <laughs> Brother Lane, Lane I, I wouldn't trade places with anybody in this world. Um, if, if my last breath happens here tonight, I'm right where I want to be. I had the privilege just now to sit with one sister in one ear and another sister in the other ear. I'm about ready to leave this place. I, I was. I, I'm just going to tell you, if it gets any better than that, I don't know what I'll do tonight. I may just go ahead and go on home. I, I know Paul had seen some things uh, that that man should, should not even utter here on earth. Uh, but he saw some things that made him ready just to go on home. Yeah. And he was ready to go. He said, I know I've got some business to take care of, but after that, he's ready to go. He, he, he wished he could strip this flesh from him and live in what he had seen from the other side. And, and, and brother, let me tell you, I know I can't. Uh, this old flesh, I've done fail so much in love with it. Uh, it's all I got. I got to keep driving it till she just completely fails me. Uh, but I'm going to tell you this, I don't want to just drive uh, without a purpose. I don't want to drive without an aim, sister. There's only one direction in the Lord, and that's straight. Sure. That following Him, it's a straight and narrow way this night. And, and I've been just wobbling all over the place in my life. Uh, but I'll tell you, uh, whenever I finally got straight, or the Lord got me straight, 
Uh, it's been a good trip. Amen. It's been a fun trip. It's been a wonderful trip. Sometimes it's been hard, uh, but the grace of God was there and His mercy and everything was taken care of. Right. I know this, uh, that if I don't make it till tomorrow, I'm happy and you can just just clock, just just take it uh, for what it is. I am glad to be a child of the King. Amen. I'm glad to be His tonight. I'm thankful for what He done for me. We sang about Calvary. How about it's what He done for us? Brother Steve is a preacher. I'm the least of the least. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I know that. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but it ain't about me. It's about Him tonight. And if you lost tonight, it's about you tonight. If you're backslidden or you're away from God and hadn't talked to Him in a while, it's about you tonight. Sure. Uh, get to that place uh, where you need to be. Uh, Sister Sarah, you you uh, uh, cool white LEDs as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell you, Sister Pam on one side and Sister Vanessa on the other, listen to that song, my goodness. I just didn't know if I could take it or not. It was so good. And I'm glad to be here tonight. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Y'all forgive me. Pray for me tonight. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. Love me. Amen. Be thou my bitch.
I'm going to share a song here, and uh, I don't know if I can do this song any justice. It's, it's talking about the sweet spirit of God. Oh, how sweet it is. This is pretty much like a testimony of mine, and it probably could be followed. But just listen to the words of this song.
I could just tell it was kind of heavy. It just had. It just had what somebody dies. But the moment that he took his last breath, it's like the room just lightened up. I don't know, but and I know this might be home for me, but I know that I'm new to a lot of y'all. April 29, 2001, we lived at the end of the road down here. New on the side of my bed. I got what I needed. So I do know I love this last verse because I know I don't know how it's going to feel. I don't. I can only keep you comfortable until you take that last breath. But faith will conquer the darkness and death. And will leave the beauty at last to my friend. He's mine. I love what we talked about heirs. Three people yesterday morning come up to say, are you Marilyn's daughter? I said, yes, yes, we let it sound just like her. And that's what I want to be too. You a child of the king, because you look as young just like you. Yes. It is so wonderful to make your last day. I believe you. Lord. Man, thank you so much. You know, I think that's a special calling, what she does. Right. Sure it is. That's a special calling. And of course, she was a big, Kim was a big comfort to us. She was there with my brother. This made things so much easier. So much easier to watch him go home. And he was a big part of it. Thank you so much. We'll open your Bibles tonight and look at Judges. <clears throat> Most of this is chapter number six. I'll refer to a, a, a moment in chapter number seven. <coughs> judges chapter six. And if you know the timeline of the Judges, Israel has been in the Promised Land several generations now. And after the generations that outlived Joshua and those people, they begin to drift away from the Lord. And it was just, you read in this just this, this disciple of ups and downs and ups and downs. And the Lord would raise up the judge and would deliver them. They would go back and follow in the Lord. And then they would compromise and turn away and go back into oppression and go back into persecution by the people. They would repent and do the same thing again. But as we cycle through here, the Lord has raised up several judges to help them and to deliver them from the bondage and to bring them back to the proper pathway. And this is the story of Gideon here. And I want to look at the simple thought about a people God can use. People God can use. The 11th verse, this is where the Lord begins to, to call to Gideon. And there came an angel of the Lord and said under an oak which was in Orpha that pertained unto Joash the Eberazite and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And he said unto him, If now I have found grace in thy sight, then show me a sign that thou talkest with me. 
Depart not hence, I pray thee, until I come unto thee and bring forth my present, and set it before thee. And he again said, I will tarry until thou come again. So Gideon goes and prepares a meal for this angel, comes back, and now the angel is speaking to him in the 25th verse. We're going to save a little reading here. 25th verse. And it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, Take thy father's young bullocks, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that thy father hath, and cut down the grove that is by, and build an altar upon this, uh, unto the Lord thy God upon this rock in the ordered place, and take a second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him, and so it was, because he feared his father's household and the men of the city, that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. People that God can use. Now, God used this man to deliver Israel from the bondage. He raised him up and worked a mighty work in Gideon. We read, I hesitate to call it that, but some people will call the 11th chapter of Hebrews the heroes of the faith. You read about Gideon in there, the great deliverer of his nation, the judge that brought him forth out of bondage. But as we read and look at the story of Gideon, there's a lot of things here that stick out to me about how God wants to use us and some prerequisites before God uses me and you to serve Him. And the first thing you have to look at and you have to see about Gideon is Gideon was just a regular person. The Lord can use regular people. Amen. You read this, and go read about Samson at some point. Samson was destined for that from the mother's womb. He was strong physically. He was brave. He'd go out and tackle a lion by himself. But here's Gideon threshing wheat by the wine press, right? Y'all know the story. They beat the wheat. They put it on a little sheet, raise it up. And if he was up on a hill, it'd work a lot better because the wind would blow the chaff away and the wheat would settle back down. But because Gideon was scared of the Midianites, he was doing it down at the bottom of the valley, down in the wine press where nobody could see him. And the angel said, Thou mighty man of valor. Gideon's probably looking around. Where is he? Who's he talking about? He's not talking about me. I am not a mighty man. I'm, I'm afraid. We read this. He tells I'm the least in my father's house. We're just a small people. We're poor. We, how can I deliver? How can I do anything? And he says, uh, the Lord says to him, go in this thy mind. He didn't have any mind. He was not saying, Gideon, go with your strength, go with your greatness, go with your power. He didn't have it. He was saying, go as you are. Go just as you are in your weakness, yes. in your commonness, in your regularness, in your average, everyday Jewish person. Gideon, go in that strength. And that is the people. That is the person God can use. Brother Bobby talked about this. This thing's not about me and you, is it? No. Not about me at all. If it is, you've kind of missed the point. If it's about how good I can sing, how good I can preach, how smart I am, how qualified I am, how holy and special and spiritual I am, you have missed the point. God calls, God uses regular people for out of our weakness, He is made strong. Yeah. Sure. That's what Paul said in the book of Corinthians. He said, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. That when you get to the place where I am not doing this myself, 
but through the power of the Holy Spirit, God is using me to serve Him. Yeah. God can use you. God uses regular folks. Yeah. That way the victory might be of God and not of you. We read, I'm not going to read the seventh chapter, but Gideon goes over to fight the nation of, of Midian. He has a pretty good size force with him. The third verse says it was 20 and 2,000 people, and that was after 10,000 went back. You know the story, don't you? Yeah. The Lord whittles that down to 300 because He says, the people are yet too many. Bring them down to the water, and I will try them. And it shall be that of whom I say to thee, this shall go with me. He cuts it down to 300 people, lest they say that mine own hand has saved me. Amen. God uses people who realize they can't do it on their own. Amen. They, uh, amen. God's not using you because you're great or wonderful. God's using you when you get to the place that I can, but Lord, you can't. Yes. He uses those kind of people. Sure. Now we get over here, and the angel appears to him. And he's got really two things for him to do before he can serve the Lord. The first one is he wants him to tear down the altar of Baal in his father's house. That's the 25th verse. The Lord said, take the, take the bull and pull it down. And they did the worship him in groves and in kind of trees that were covered. He said, cut that down too. Now, listen to me here. Most of the time, Israel never quit serving the true God but they brought in other gods. Yeah. It wouldn't be nothing for them to have the altar of Baal and then try to go take a sacrifice and serve the, the real God. It was a commitment problem more than it was sure. anything else. They wanted to do a little bit of both. They wanted to be uncommitted. God uses committed people. God is not interested in using people whose allegiance is divided. The Scripture, Jesus said you can't serve two masters. He said you'll hate one and love the other or cling to one and, and, and push the other one away. You must commit to serve the Almighty God. God uses people who are committed to Him. Now listen, there's somebody sitting there saying we don't have idols today. Open your eyes. We are consumed with idols. The church, the Christian people are consumed with idols. An idol is not a statue that you bow down to. An idol is not an altar in a grove up on the hillside that you worship. An idol is anything you love more, cherish more, desire more, think about more than the Almighty God. And we today are consumed with idols and it's stealing our commitment to the Almighty God. How much of your time, your day, your thoughts, your heart, your devotion is spent on things that make absolutely no difference at all. Spent on things. You heard that. Not on the Almighty God. God uses people who are committed to Him. People who will put aside the things of this flesh, the things of this world, and worship and serve and seek after Him and Him alone. What they do, Brother Steve, is they reduce our availability. God uses available people. But if I've got so much of a... You understand your life ain't nothing but time. That's all it is, is time. You can measure life in minutes and seconds. And if your seconds and minutes are spent looking, serving, thinking, seeking other things instead of the Almighty God, you are not available for your time, your life to serve the Almighty God. That's right. Amen. Committed. Committed. I'll tell you what you do. And this is real practical, real simple. You take something that you're spending too much time on. Something small. 
Something's tiny. And you get rid of it. You tear down the aisle. You break down the grove. And I'll tell you what will happen. If you'll fill that with thoughts of heaven, if you'll fill that with prayer time with God, if you'll fill that with time with the, in the Word of God, God will use you more. God will use you more. I reckon we all want to be used by God, don't we? God, use me. God, use me. We hear that all the time. But we will not commit the time it would take for God to use us. That's right. That's just simple logic, folks. That ain't rocket science. If my time is spent somewhere else, it ain't going to be spent being used by the Lord. God uses cleansed people, too. He told you to tear down the grove. But the 26th verse, he says, And build an altar unto the Lord thy God, and offer the bullet, one of the other one, for a burnt sacrifice with the wood from the grove thou hast cut down. That is a way in the Old Testament of dealing with a sin. That was a sin offering to take. You understand now, idols are sinful, yes. But also Baal was a wicked, immoral God. And there was a fertility God. And they worshipped him through all sorts of immoral things. God uses people who are cleansed. I'm not talking about sinless perfection. But I'm talking about people who will bring their sins to an almighty, all-forgiving God and confess them for the night. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins if we confess our sins. The great, well, I won't say the greatest, but one of the great lies of modern Christianity is you can live any way you want to and God will use you. Amen. You can find church after church after church that is full of being led by people whose lives are compromised in sin. I'm talking about fornication, adultery, anything you want to find, their lives are filled with that. Now look, I can tell y'all looking at me like I'm preaching too hard. That's the truth. This is not judging the Word. Of, if the Word of God calls it sin, it is sin. We can look at the fruits as Jesus said, you'll know them by their fruits. Amen. I'm talking about sin. That's black and white in the Word of God. And if your life is consumed by sin, God cannot use you. It has broken the fellowship with the Almighty God. We're supposed to be serving Him by faith, are we not? Amen. This is done by faith. If I ain't got the faith to avoid the sins the Word of God says avoid, I sure ain't got the faith to serve it on something else that's big. Now think about how foolish that is. God, I don't believe your Word enough to avoid the sins you told me to, to avoid. But I, oh Lord, I want to do something for you. I want to do something big for you. I mean, think about how counterintuitive that is. Cleanse people. People who will come to an almighty God on a daily basis and pour out their hearts and say, Lord, forgive me for what I've done. People who will pour out their faults and their failures and their weaknesses and say, God, help me not do that again. Lord, help me to run from the temptation. Lord, help me to be a better Christian. And God will use those people. But the people who stiffen their necks and push out their chest and walk in pride and proud of their sin, God, don't use that. Amen. God can't use that. God uses a people who cleans. God uses cautious people. Look at that 17th verse. The angel has come down and talked to Gideon. Told him what to do. And he says, If now I have found grace in thy sight, therewith show me a sign that thou talkest to me. And here was the sign. Stay right here while I go and make the, the food and the bread and the present to bring it to you. Gideon goes and does it, and guess what the 20th verse says? The angel's right there. 
still there. That was his sign. 36 through the 40th verse, we get the great story that we all know about where Gideon puts out the fleece, right? Dry in the morning, wet around, does the same thing, and it's not. He wanted to be sure. God wants us to live by faith. Yes, not by emotion, not by feel goods, not by what I take at the moment. Every thought in your mind is not from God. Every little impression that hits me, Brother Steve, is not necessarily from the Lord. I get my own ideas sometimes, and I get my own things. We have to be cautious and careful to discern the will and the leadership of God. And I want to give you four ways how we know it's from God. How do we know God is speaking? Are you qualified to serve? I just told you a minute ago about being cleansed, didn't I? If you ain't living a godly life, if you got unconfessed hidden sin in your heart, I'm pretty sure God ain't telling you to go do something for Him. He's telling you to come to an altar and fix That's that. Right, Remember the story of David, don't you? David had sinned with Bathsheba. Hid that thing for over a year. Mm. Had lost his joy. God was pressuring him and, and taking away everything he had. Oppressing him. Hand of God was on him. And David gets that right. I think it's the 51st Psalm. But there towards the end, he says, wash me and make me clean. Then will I teach sinners thy ways. Then will I sing your praise in the sanctuary. When? When I get forgiveness. When I wash clean. Or when I'm qualified to do so. Then I will do it. Amen. And I know it sounds good. Oh, God don't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. That's partial truth. That's partial truth. God cannot contradict His Word. Amen. Amen. If what God has said and called you to do contradicts what the written Word of God says, God's not in that. Right. Amen. You're wrong. You're wrong. It ain't the Lord that spoke that to you if the Word of God does not back it up. Amen. Amen. We see in the Word, and, I, and I'll pick on I don't mean to, but we see a great denomination that my forefathers belonged to, some of them has split today over an argument are homosexuals qualified to be a minister in that church. That's what it boils down to. Well, the Word of God doesn't answer that for them. They are not. They are not. But guess what they're doing? They're compromising. They're taking what the Word of God says and doing something completely opposite. Now, y'all holler amen to that. But if God leads you to do anything that that book can't back up, it's not the hand of God. Amen. Is it consistent? I'm talking about how do we know now? Oh, let's be sure God's talking to me. If the leadership comes, just situationally, when Brother Wayne's singing a certain song, when it stirs me up and I feel like I need to go to Africa and be a minister, but that's the only time it ever does that is when you're singing that, go, that song. That may not be the Lord. You understand the leadership and the touch and the calling of the Lord is consistent. No matter where you at. Right. It's not dependent upon circumstances, yeah. but it's dependent upon a sweet, still, small voice of God. Amen. Cautious people. People who really, truly seek out what God is telling them to do and follow it. And finally, does it honor God or does it raise you up? Come on. Does it honor God or does it raise you up? That's where people get kind of cross sometimes. May not be nothing wrong with it, but when I do this, boy, look how good he is. Man, they're doing a good work. Man, he just does wonderful. That's not the point. Can I tell you that again? The point is to bring honor and glory to the Almighty God. 
not to bring honor and glory to yourself. Amen. Amen. Now, Gideon, cautious, seeking God's will, and God makes it plain to him that he needs to raise the army and go over and fight the Midianites. You know who God uses? Obedient people. People that obey. Hey, yes, let's be sure. Yes, let's seek after God. Yes, let's get cleansed and let's get committed. But when the Word of God comes to us and says, do it, guess what you need to do? Get up and do it. Amen. Read Hebrews 11. I didn't mention that once. By faith, every one of those people did so. We've got the idea today that faith means just believing it and doing nothing. That's not true. Faith means believing God to the point we act on what He's told us to do. Obedient people. And until you get obedient, God can't use you. As long as you're going to sit and do nothing and wait and wring your hands after the point that God has done made it clear, how long are you going to wait to do what the Lord has laid you to do? There's a, there's a line. Be cautious. But then obey the Lord. And by the obedience of little old tiny regular Gideon, the Lord brought deliverance to this nation. People talk about these signs, and I'll say this now, hush, about throwing out the fleece and how, boy, God sure did make it plain to go Gideon. But you understand today, we're not led by signs. We're led by the Holy Spirit that indwells and is on the inside of us, that speaks to us from the inside. Amen. And through that Spirit, we obey the Lord today. Amen. We've got it better than they've got is what I'm trying to say. We look at the Old Testament, oh, we should have it like that. You're foolish. We are living in the best, the clearest day of the revelation of God. Let me get it in my mind. Hebrews chapter 1. It says, God who at sundry times and in divers matters spake unto the fathers hath in these last days spoken to us by His Son. He's revealed it to us clearer than He revealed it to them. Can God use you tonight? That's my question. Are you a person that God can use? We all need to be. Somebody mentioned this morning that with the church is the hands and the feet of Jesus. He uses us in this world to accomplish His work. So are you where God can use you? Let's stand together. Give us a song. God bless. 591. 591.